Marty Mike Tene Hortata. Welcome to the panel on Orange International. Coming up on the program, Auckland nurses and midwives are being offered a $500 bonus for every night shift they work to help hospitals combat severe staffing shortages in Mid Omicron. Talking about how hospitals are faring right after four. The party's over, says one economist, with another warning of a rough 2022 to come. We take in a bit of economics with Cameron Bagley this afternoon and the Aotearoa New Zealand History's curriculum Te Takanga o Te Wa was launched this morning. Historian Vincent O'Malley said last year, quote, as a nation we're a land of Tudor and Stuart history experts, we know more about that history than we do our own. New Zealand History Teachers Association Graham Ball with us. And you get invited to a friend's for dinner and you receive an invoice. That's what happened to one person whose experience went viral. But with the cost of food, is that okay? Email me, the panel at rnz.co.nz. Text us 2101. With us this afternoon, Georgie Stiliano, government relations consultant and former ministerial advisor. Georgie, kia ora. Nice to have you good on. Good afternoon. Thank you, Wallace. Nice to be back. Yes, good to have you back. And also with us today, Guy Williams, comedian and co-host of Quote Unquote New Zealand Today podcast. Guy, it's always a pleasure. Thank you for having me, Wallace. It is a pr- pr- pleasure for you to have me on the show, correct? Yes, I, uh, this, this is correct. It is correct. All right, to this, a really great piece by Virginia Fallon. Uh, people who illegally park in mobility spaces are the worst, saying that we know the sort because we've all seen them. Jaws set defiantly as they confidently swing their cars into those prized spots at the front of wherever, determined not to walk one metre more than they have to, and goes on to say that if challenged, they almost never are, they'll reveal themselves to belong to one of several subsets of illegal parkers. And to those of you who, those of you who use mobility spaces, is this a common occurrence? What's your experience? You can text me, 2101. And I thought I'd get the wonderful Sally Wenley, sometime panellist on the show, uh, to talk through this with us. Sally, nice to have you on. Are you there? I'm here. Hello. Hello, Sally. Does this happen often to you? It does. I'd say every third time. Um, I live in pretty central Auckland, and the most common excuse would be, oh, I'm not going to be long. And so I say, oh, neither am I. And um, another one is, oh, I forgot my mobility park. And then sometimes they should be on the stage because, you know, the acting of some stupendously ridiculous limps when they get out of their vehicle is quite impressive. And um, on the odd occasion, I've parked behind people because they've told me to F off. Um, And some people get really, really hostile. You've parked behind people because they've told you to F off. It gets to that? Yep. Yep. Uh, It does. What amazed me about this story, and one of the reasons why I brought it up was because, I mean, it's uh, it's an ongoing thing, isn't it? But uh, just how unenforced it is. I was shocked to read in this paper, and it it is a report from a few years ago, but just 3% of people who do this are ticketed, Sally. Gosh, well, actually, I did a wee bit of research a couple of years ago just on the council to see how many tickets 
they dished out for people parking illegally in mobility parks. And it is steadily increasing each year, but there's still not a lot. And um, I think the issue is, I mean, a lot of us wheelchair users can go quite some distance, but the big thing is we need room to be able to open our doors from the car or the van to get our wheelchair out. And when you're in a standard park, there's not enough room between vehicles. So that's a big thing. We actually need extra room. And for people who, because I'm a paraplegic, but somebody who might be, say, a tetraplegic and use a motorised chair, it's even more difficult for them. So I know some friends of mine, if they can't find a park, they have to go home. Goodness. Well, I mean, many many people, Sally, I'm just thinking, are just time poor. I mean, it, it, it's just... T- it's just two minutes. I mean, you've got people like Guy Williams, you know. He's late for a comedy gig. He wants to duck into the supermarket for some canned tuna for half-time snack. How much of a big deal is that? Oh, tell him to start running or get a scooter. Guy? <laughs> Can I just defend myself here? Because I, I admit that I am a terrible person and I seem like the kind of person who would do something like this. Yeah. I, I draw the line there. I will not park in a disabled park under any circumstances, I'll do everything else in the world wrong, but that is one rule I will not break. I've got to defend myself there. Yeah, um, and I have a confession. Sorry, Karen. uh, Breaking news, Georgie has a confession. (laughs) Okay, Sally, go easy on me, but I have done it once, and it was last year, and it was with my newborn screaming child it was pouring it down with rain I was sleep deprived and there was a woman sitting in the last um, parent car park with no children in her car um, on her phone clearly not going anywhere I was beeping I was just frantic and so I pulled into a mobility space and ran into the supermarket to buy a tin of formula and I am sorry well I do it again I have no sympathy I'm also a mum and there yep. appears there are more parks outside supermarkets for mothers and babies than there are mobility parks. And when I've been in exactly the same situation as you, it's pouring with rain. Yep. But I have to get my wheelchair out and there are no parks. So um, I think um, fessing up doesn't do you any favours, but good on you for doing it. <laughs> and I hope you feel really <laughs> Sorry about that, Georgie. You're hoping to get no, a, a reprieve okay. there. No, no, no. I'm not atoned for my sins. That's fine. Anyway. Uh, Joe says, I get harassed so often because I don't look disabled. I'm asked the accuser why, and sometimes it's that I'm young and drive a double cab ute, says Joe. Another one here. Mobility parking fees. This is a pandemic. Often taxis and other commercial vehicles who are making money at the expense of those who can't should be a huge fine at least. Regarding marking, leave a note on the windscreen. I see you've taken my park. Would you like my disability as well? Really big response to this. So um, what would you so like? So, Joe, um, yeah. sorry, just interrupt you. Joe, um, I also drive a double cab ute, and I have a seat that comes out and down automatically, and I get a lot of abuse too. Um, and I've even had my ute, um, somebody's coined it, a couple of, t- couple of people have. It's got scratches because people presume... But, you know, um, it's a big flash-looking ute and the person with a mobility card has probably stolen it or borrowed it. So, yeah, I'm, I'm in your court area of it as well until I have to get my wheelchair and stuff out. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'm an amputee with a mobility pass. A few years ago, I got my car clamped and I had to pay $150 uh, to uh, get it out. Yeah, a really big response uh, to this. Um, so what else can be done? It seems to be that we need to um, uh, have legislation with more teeth on this. Well, if you're asking me, um, you know, I don't like to be the moaning person, uh, no. but I think it's more about education. As I explained, you know, people need more room to get their wheelchairs out and um, things. So, you know, those yellow striped lines, they're there so we can open our doors on them. And um, if there's a park, a car parked too close, then um, we, we can't get out um, or we can't get in. So I think educating the public would be a good start and upping the fines from 150 to about $450. $450. $450. Guy, we'd take a notice of that. Yeah, I think, that's a, I think that's a great idea. I think most Kiwis would agree that it's a pretty horrific crime. And really interesting just to see the, um, the stereotyping around utes because I, I i think owning a ute is a crime but um i think it's horrible <laughs> that uh people assume that ute drivers are not uh could not be disabled people as well that is that's a horrible predicament although i don't condone your ute i do feel sorry for you for being <laughs> stereotyped like that well all right <laughs> all right yeah. sally hey uh, kia ora really appreciate you being on uh, as always and thanks for bringing up the topic panelists good pleasure we're getting a big response Sally. to this. We are getting a really big response to this, actually. So thank you very much for uh, uh, your feedback. 2101. Um, a text text is playing up. So a good way to email, good way to get in touch is actually by email. The panel at rnz.co.nz. Time for I've Been Thinking. Georgie Stiliano, take it away. I have been thinking about a little world, a little word called unity. So uh, this kind of came about in my mind because Tuesday marked three years since the Christchurch mosque attacks, and there was a trust in Christchurch, Sakina, led by the, the the widows, mothers, and daughters of those who were killed, who organised Unity Week, series of really wonderful events aimed at togetherness and celebrating diversity. And part of it is this video campaign where they've got little vox pops explaining what what unity means to people and it got me thinking about how I would actually describe it and I think most simply unity to me is acceptance so acceptance of different cultures religions backgrounds and opinions and I think acceptance and and, and unity in that sense is something that I think is lacking in New Zealand right now and you look at the sad state of the world and not just in Ukraine and and, and what's happening Mm. there but multiple parts of the world and in a way it's like we should all feel grateful that we live here, to be honest. Um, we have our problems, we have our struggles, yes. but there should be unity in the fact that we are safe. Nobody is bombing our children. Our government isn't corrupt. And to be honest, it's kind of a privilege that we're able to be debating the price of a, a block a block of cheese or a flat white from your local cafe. And I think surely at this point in, in time and in global history, that is something that should unite us all. All right, Georgie Studiano, Kiora, thank you for that. I've been thinking, Guy Williams. Uh, my thinking was uh, div- division. We should be more divided in these chaotic times. I'm com- <laughs> no, I'm joking. I, I'm trying to joke anyway. Um, no, I wanted to. Uh, I wanted to do a sincere one as well, and just say that um, 
I hope New Zealand right now is giving themselves a, a hug. We all need a little bit of uh, self-love. Self-love is bad phrasing. I don't know how you want to phrase it, team of five million or whatever rubbish catchphrase you want to use. But um, yeah. it's, there's a lot going on right now. Yes. I mean, obviously, uh, we've got world politics where COVID is spiking. And I just wanted to, uh, just to tell everyone out there, just to give themselves a break, give their co-workers a break and their friends and family a break. And we all just need to ease up because I feel like everyone's a little bit un- on edge for a lot of reasons. And there's a lot of problems that we need to sort out, but we also... Uh, just need to be able to chill and just just be a bit more loving out there. So I just want to spread out of heart to um, everyone in New Zealand. Sorry if that's really sincere, but that's how I was feeling today. Good on you. So how do you how do you uh, take your mind off things? How do you uh, take a chill pill? What do you do? I just I, I just feel like it's important. Um, I, I'm in the middle of a busy um, edit process at the moment for my TV show, and I just think it's important just to take those lunch and. Uh, uh, those little breaks during lunch and, and tea time to um, just uh, have a chat and catch up with my workmates so we're not just always down each other's throat for where the where the latest email is or where the latest edit doc is. You know, we just got to, like, just talk to each other on a human level is how I like to engage. And um, they probably don't enjoy talking to me because I'm a very annoying person. But um, I think that's important sometimes, you know, just catching up. That's a nice sentiment, isn't it, uh, Georgie? Yeah, definitely. I totally agree with you, Guy. Thanks for the sincerity. <laughs> he can, he, he, he is able to do it every now and then. He is able to do sincerity every now and then, aren't you, Guy Williams? Uh, I like it. Yeah, I've got it. It's weird, got a but I like it. Uh, I used to uh, work in a mall. One day I saw a uh, boy racer park in a mobility car park. I pretended to take a photo of his license. He asked, what the heck I was doing. I said, I'm just going to get your car towed, and he drove to another park further down. Uh, yes, I often get harassed uh, as well when I uh, uh, I have a discipline. I get harassed often on this. So quite a big response to this. We might have to come back to this again, actually. I appreciate all your responses. Guy, my ute is more economical than the <laughs> Holden Astra sedan company that my car work offered me. Uh, so really annoyed about your ute comments, Guy. Quite a, quite a bit of... Um, People see you as ute hating, so there is that. I definitely, um, I, definitely uh, I definitely hate utes. If you need it for work, fine, but everyone else, get a smaller car. Guy Williams, George Stiliano on the panel with me. Stay with us, four to five, right here.